comic book fans, this is Pete from Comic Books Transformed, and today we are talking about The Doom Patrol, episode 11 of season 4. We are in the home stretch, guys, and the show is almost done. Brian, there's only one episode left after this, right? This is the second to last episode, yeah, which is kind of sad. Penultimate episode, and uh, this episode, spoilers that's in our thumb that I made for this, uh, we get the return of one of the main characters, right? Yes, you spoiled this for me, actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, but it, it was a nice surprise, though. So the, the the spoiler here is that, you know, Timothy Dolphin shows back up as Niles Calder in several different time periods mm-hmm. uh, as the, the team is kind of stuck in a, in a time stream and they're trying to uh, get their longevity back so they can save Rita. So they can kind of uh, pull, pull back together their found family that's kind of been falling apart lately. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, on one hand, like, the premise of this episode is sort of goofy, but, like, did they just do all this great emotionally heavy work that makes it so good? Because it's like you think about it, like, oh, they're they're in a, you know, uh, Cyborg now has a, a capsule in his back, and they're just going to be hang out in, the, in, the, in this time stream, and, and there's all this stuff that just completely doesn't make sense and is totally weird, but you just don't, doesn't you don't care. Like, it's whatever. It's like, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll accept it. It's good. Give me the this other good stuff. Right, right. Um, it's it's funny because it doesn't make sense. A lot of the show doesn't make sense, you know, with the wear butts and all these kind of weird things and what Immortus became. Uh, but it's because Niles Calder, the focus of this episode, in this show, he's very different from the chief in the comics, where the chief in the comics is very much into like science, and the way he creates a lot of the Doom Patrol heroes is by just using science. But in this show, he also uses this weird kind of occult magic. I'd say he actually uses that more than he uses science. Yeah, and uh, it's it's interesting, too, is that <clears throat> I think in the show that, I mean, they, they play Timothy Dalton plays him as a much more sympathetic, relatable character. Mm-hmm. He's definitely done this fucked up shit. But, you know, you kind of like you feel like he has some kind of he actually cares about the people, you know? Yes. Well, you know, especially I think it comes across as strongly in the comics. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, especially Dorothy, his daughter. That that the show has done that very well. Where it's like you can tell he cares about Dorothy. Yes, a lot. Um, but you said that he, he interacts with the team in multiple different timelines. There's actually three. The title of the episode is called uh, "The Three Doctors," which is a uh, Doctor Who reference. Oh, nice. Because um, whenever you interact with like, cause the doctor changes his appearance, right? It becomes a different version. Every time that's why there's so many different actors playing the doctor. Yep. And whenever they kind of cross over, which is always a special event, it's always like the five doctors, the two doctors, you know, uh-huh. I, I like how I held up three fingers and I said the two doctors, but <laughs> um, you know, it, that that's, it's like a little doctor who wink. Right. And, and this episode is very much like doctor who, cause they're just like floating in space in this orb. And you see it's kind of the time stream going by. So it's like the TARDIS, yeah. Um, but out of those three scenarios where they're interacting with the chief, I was very happy to see the cliff interaction with the chief. Uh, I mean, I was happy with with all. Well, uh, I guess you really didn't see much with Rouge and the chief. Right. Uh, the, the the bulk of the of it happens with with Robot Man with Jane, uh, right. and I really enjoyed both those scenes pretty equally. I would say, um, mm-hmm. you know, Cliff is just kind of laying into him like you you did this you you put me in this position here you have to get me out of it 
Right. And, um, you know, ultimately he does end up helping him. Uh, right. He helps but, him, but then he also draws he's also the reason why he's in a wheelchair. That was fucking, that was perfect. Did they say that for the final season? Yeah. And then the way he does it, he like kind of like flips him to save him. Yeah, he's, and he's just like a lightning bolt coming out of an axe for the whatever. whatever. Some and stupid he flips him sort of, and he like, it kind of looked a little comical, honestly. No, oh, it's ridiculous. But, but it was like I'm like, oh shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, because it makes that crunch noise when he hits the yeah, bar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like oh, that's so cool. But I, I love that scene because that's something that they've really done well in the show. They they really have this great dynamic between cliff and the chief where it's like cliff hates him because of what he's done for him but he also has this kind of obligation they both kind of use that that idea that they're fathers against each other often yeah or, or kind of to persuade the other one that's a really really strong dynamic on this show and it's just yeah and i i, I think also to add to it too is that he he's he hates him because of what he did to him but he's also appreciative because he gets to actually meet his grandson and have a part in his daughter's life that he wouldn't have otherwise had because he fucked up his own life. Right. 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 So, I mean, like that relationship is great. And then we also got to see, uh, what's his face in there too. I always forget his Will fucking name. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, and it's cool just to kind of see their reaction to cliff and the fact that he's like from the future Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you also mentioned, uh, that the chief is with Jane I really like those sequences because they bring back a, a big portion of the beginning of the show where he's kind of like interviewing each of the characters. There's videotapes of them. And um, Jane's just basically explained to him, like, this is what's going to happen in the future. Um, th their goal is to get a piece of the longevity to save Rita. And then we we've watched so much fucking content this week, man. Does any of them get a piece of the longevity? No, they all fail. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, Cliff doesn't get it. He gets sucked back to the portal beforehand. Right after he breaks, his Niles is back. Um, <laughs> Jane, Niles is basically flat out tells Jane, like, I can't give it to you. And she understands. Um, right. And then Rouge, uh, she, she looks like she, like, takes a piece off of it, but she gets caught by herself. Yeah. And then also um, kind of sucked away in, back into the portal. Uh, which, by the way, is is uh, happens because of, uh, because of Cyborg's knuckles. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was another weird, funny thing. He was like, "Okay, sure, I'll go with this." Yes, yes. Um, so uh, yeah, no, none of them were successful. I'm actually kind of happy about that. Like, I, I feel like the the resolution of the episode where it's just like, "Well, we fucked this up too, but we still have a job to do, so we're going to go do it." Right. Um, and arguably, everyone's in the same spot, with the exception of Jane. Jane seems to have reconnected with. Um, well, it's not the underground anymore. The underground is gone now, but it seems like everybody's together. So she has uh, all the powers at her disposal of all the personalities that are left, I guess. And yeah. she references herself as the kaleidoscope, which is, you know, from the comics. Yes, yes. Is is that from the more modern comics or is that from like the Gar the Grant Morrison? I don't know, but uh, I, I feel like I feel like it makes sense for a Grant Morrison thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was more later. Yeah, who's who's the writer right now? It's not Gerard Way, right? It's not Gerard Way, and it's funny. I've been buying the last two miniseries, and I'm still on the first miniseries. Like I haven't even caught up. Like 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 issue seven of the more recent miniseries is finished. I'm still yeah. in issue one or two of the previous one. Gotcha. Got is it Steve Orlando or? 
Is it Steve Orlando? Oh, he's gonna um, look it up now. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. gonna look it up. <laughs> well, I, I just like I like the idea of her superhero name being Kaleidoscope because obviously, like Crazy Jane, that's just not PC to call someone with multiple personality disorder crazy anything, you know? Yeah. So crazy. so Kaleidoscope is much more appropriate. Um, so yeah, she has the most sort of positive resolution out of all of their arcs. What was great about uh, Rouge was that, yes, you're right. She does get to fight herself. And essentially, it's this great sequence where you get to confront your past self and all of your kind of shame. And, and you're now your sort of matured, older version. You get to fight that, that other version. And it, it's a, kind of an intense fight there, you know, beating the crap out of each other. Um, and it shows where she's gone as a character. Like, one thing that I thought they might have done for this season was I thought that maybe Rouge might have gone back to being evil and did like the brotherhood of evil and, and like kind of did a turn, but no, she's part of this team. Yeah, no, they implied that at the end of the previous episode, because you know, she went to go confront, um, uh, Immortus. Uh, oh my God, Isabel, Fe Isabel feathers. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody came with her. So she was like, kind of, they were kind of like spitballing about what they could do, but ultimately, um, she got sent along with the team and she stuck with, with the doom patrol thankfully but yeah um you know i said before that i really enjoyed the scenes with robot man and jane and niles but um the scenes of rouge was really good it's just niles wasn't really a part of it he wasn't uh, yes the, the her her confronting her past self and just letting out all of her pent up you know shame and aggression on her previous self like don't do don't be like this don't uh you know you're a monster don't do it um that was powerful stuff yes yes absolutely absolutely uh, you know, it's it's funny because Rouge, I think, unless they're doing stuff in the new modern version of the comic, Rouge um, is pretty much always villainous, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if people know this, but in the Teen Titans cartoon, not Teen Titans Go, but the original cartoon, um, the Brotherhood of Evil is like the main villains. They're the main villains of like the last season. And so you have like yeah. the brain and Monsieur Milan and you have Madame Rouge. And she's actually kind of scary in that cartoon. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've seen that episode, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. That was a great show. Yeah, it's a um, it's, dude. It's a whole season arc where she's like, like the the Brotherhood oh, of wow. Evil is trying to take him out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Hopefully, um, I can find it somewhere. You know, what? I bet you it's on HBO Max or Max. Good point. Um, yeah, I had that for another month, so. <laughs> There you go. Nice. Okay. So then uh, we, we need to talk about Larry, though, because even though he doesn't interview interact with the chief, he does have his own beat this episode, too. And actually, Cyborg does as well. Cyborg doesn't um, go into any different timeline. He's kind of just in the time stream, but he's sending out SOS messages, and it pays off because he interacts with his friend in the future. Yeah, so he gets to meet his future self, and he gets to kind of see a glimpse of what his choices kind of make or what, you know, what, what the impact that his character will have in the future and that he's doing the right thing, being cyborg and on the right path. Uh, and it, it's interesting seeing this because he, I mean, he has the most positive story out of anybody here now because he's on the, he's on the upswing while everybody else seems to be on the downswing, you know, like, like they're all on their way out essentially. And yeah. he's kind of just at the beginning of the story, really. Right. And, and what's really interesting about that is that, each of the other characters, they're all influenced by the longevity, I guess, except Larry isn't really either. Um, it's a good question. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, he had the longevity, right? 
I guess he did. Yeah. And, and maybe that's why he's able to was able to survive being possessed by the the negative spirit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say the only person that doesn't have it, I guess, is Rouge. Maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> they were going after three pieces of longevity, but at the same time, it's like this is all one of those weird time paradoxy things. Like, there's only so much of it that exists. If they go take it from the past, how do they get it in the future? All that right. kind of stuff there. Right. And then, you know, I mean, do they just need a little piece of each? Do they each need an entire piece? There was only three pieces. Yeah. Or, yeah. Was, or if one of them succeeded, would, would that have been enough? I guess it doesn't ultimately matter because none of them succeeded. They accepted <laughs> their fate and they're moving forward. Right. Um, but with Larry, uh, Larry gets to talk about, uh, gets to talk to his previous negative spirit. Well, I don't remember that they ever even gave it a name or if it has a name. Um, but he, he just, he's, he also lets out his frustration in a way too, because he's like, you know, my life was over and I've been given this opportunity to be a father again. And uh, I, 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 this year I'm fucking it up. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't know what to do because he feels he's dying. I mean, we actually see a splotch of blood coming out of his bandages uh, earlier on the episode. Um, and he says he has some vision of, of him flying into the sun. Um, so uh, I don't, really quite understand what larry gets out of it i guess this was a little probably the most the fuzziest part of the episode for me yeah but uh, i think go ahead. yeah go ahead. well i was gonna say that like you know last time we talked about this i mentioned how it's all like this metaphor where like he was in this family and it was this very like suburban cookie cutter family and but then he meets this sort of exotic gay man but it's the negative spirit and then they essentially somehow have a child together and then it's like they're they're the, the the gay the exotic gay man the negative spirit leaves him and he's responsible for the child himself now that he's by himself and i yeah. feel like when you go with it just as a metaphor that that's what this is all about it, it definitely doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. um and, and so i think the implication is that like the negative spirit literally says to him you're stronger than you think you are in this episode and then the idea is that he's just going to like fly into the sun, which I, I'm pretty positive that's the way, that's the last time we're going to see Larry, just like him flying into the sun and then Keeg is somehow alive, but but like Larry's body is gone. That's what I assume is going to happen in the yeah, last episode. I'm, I'm assuming that all the characters with the lunge. Well, you know what though? There was a preview. I don't know if you saw it. I, I usually don't see the previews. Um, right. I, I could swear there were some scenes of, of the characters. Oh, no, did it freeze? Oh, oh no, I'm not frozen. We're in the middle of our marathon. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, keep going then. So, the... okay, so okay, the preview, so... the preview had um, uh, had images of the characters looking young again. Oh, I think, I think, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, I'm I, honestly, I, I'm, I don't know how they're going to wrap everything up. Yeah, yeah, because they, they really didn't advance the the the, the battle very much here because you know. Immortus is still there. The whereabouts are still there. They don't have their longevity. Rita's not even in the, the same room there. So, like, what happens to wrap up this battle quickly to get so we can get enough of a satisfying end to all these character arcs? Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be a scene where, like, maybe Cyborg is out fighting the butts himself. And then, like, some random characters that you have seen throughout the show, like Kipling and maybe that the the butt hunter or something like shows up and, you know, or, or like, uh, you know, actually we haven't seen Casey. Right. So like, maybe like Casey, yeah, where's Casey and Dorothy too. That's a good point. 
So, so probably what will happen is like you'll have the characters that are affected by the longevity kind of facing off against the mortis, and then the other ones are like facing off against the werebutts, and it'll probably be the sequence where like it looks like they're gonna get overwhelmed and they're gonna die, and then the people with the mortis are able to do something, and it kind of just like resets the whole thing. That's, like that's that. probably what happened. Yeah, and we, we need a satisfying end to the uh, to the, the the Nicholas and uh, whatever the butts son's name is uh, story. Wait, wait. There's a son of a butt too. Yeah, no. Remember the last the last episode where the the, the scientist uh, the, the scientist turns into a wear butt. Yeah, and then they're talking about a letter from their son. Oh, the son, the son that's is, the, the, is the one leading the wear butt revolution. But I can't yes. remember his name. And so he bit the mom. I guess that's what they implied. Yeah. I, I know we need to move on to our next show, but I just want to point out that like that whole sequence where the woman turned into the wear butt, that scientist woman. Yeah. Like I felt kind of almost like violated for that actress that she had to, at this point in her career, kind of be like, Oh no, I've been bit. I'm going to turn into a wear butt. And it just sounds like, Oh man. At least it was off camera. Yes. Yes. But it just like, I was like this show, what it can get people to say and do is kind of incredible. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we are on our marathon. We just finished uh, Gen V. We are now at the end of our Doom Patrol. We got one episode left of Doom Patrol to go. If you guys want to see what we have to say about the finale, please join us next week. But Brian and I are now moving on to Loki. And so make sure you guys subscribe, and we will see you guys next time.